0: Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of the Unknown, your weekly journey into the heart of the paranormal brought to you by creepybonfire.com. I'm Fairy, your host, ready to guide you through the shadows of the unexplained and the chilling. So grab a blanket and gather around the fire, but remember, these aren't just tales, They're real experiences, from real people. Last week, we set the stage with two intense ghost stories, a new mother's haunting hospital experience, and a tale of a possessed cat that chilled us to the bone. If you thought that was thrilling, just wait for what we have in store for tonight. But before we dive into tonight's tales, let me remind you that if you have any paranormal encounters or a creepy story that happened to you, you can share it with us to creepybonfire at gmail.com. Tonight, we delve into three new stories that will make your heart race. This first story that was shared with us is a haunting connection with a lost friend who still answers the phone. Is it a bond that transcends death or something more unsettling? Let's dive into it. So my neighbor Jeannie, who was also my best friend, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend on the sidewalk in front of her house. I guess maybe because she was my best friend, I couldn't make myself delete her number from the contact list on my phone, even after a year had passed. Every so often, when I deleted people, either I no longer wanted to hear from, or no longer needed to call, or couldn't remember who they are, I would think about deleting it, but I could never go through with it. I don't know. The idea of deleting her just seemed like too much. So one day, I scrolled past her name looking for somebody else's number and wondered what would happen if I call her. So I did. The phone rang twice, and she answered. I thought I was going to faint from adrenaline shot and explode inside my head. I said, Jenny, is that you? She said, hello? Jenny, can you hear me? She said, hello again. And I said, hey, Jenny, it's me. Then she hung up. I thought about calling our other friends and telling them, but I realized how crazy I would sound and how much I might upset everybody, so I didn't. The next day, I called the number again and she answered again, hello? And once again, she couldn't hear me. I called her 8 or 10 times over the next few days before she finally stopped answering the phone. I kept calling, I'm not proud of it, but there you go. Even though the calls went straight to the voicemail. I would have left a message, but the box was full. I tried texting, but she didn't respond. I finally decided, okay, just one more time. And this time, she answered. She said, Who is it? I don't know who you are. Please stop. You're scaring me. I felt like the biggest jerk in the world. I mean, in her last minute alive. She had been afraid of a man who wouldn't stop calling her. And I certainly didn't want to be that guy that frightened her after she was dead. That breaks my heart to even think about it. I wished I could have apologized, but that would have meant dialing that number again. I didn't call her again. I stopped texting, but also didn't delete the contact. I just couldn't and still can't. A month or so later, when our friend Mary mentioned Jenny, I asked her if she still had Jenny's number on her phone. She did. I said, I wonder what would happen if you called it. So she pulled over her phone and called. She listened for a minute and then shrugged. It's been disconnected, she says. What did you think was gonna happen? I kinda halfway laughed and said, I was hoping she would answer. Mary said, I get that, but seriously, that's a little messed up, isn't it? And that was the last time we talked about it. I haven't tried to call Jeannie again, because I don't want to scare her, but I still wish she would call me back. Have you visited creepybonfire.com? It's not another horror website, it's a gathering place for the ones who revel in horror and mystery. With horror fiction stories every week, murder mystery stories for you to solve, horror movies and video games, and don't forget true crime. So visit creepybonfire.com and join the community of the macabre. It is time to uncover a childhood fear that was more than just a figment of imagination. A mysterious girl under the bed, watching, growing in time. This story will make you question the shadows in your own room. My mom's home that I grew up was always haunted. Every day and night, there's very loud footsteps and occasionally something spooky would happen, like hearing voices. I'm not the only one who's experienced these things. My mom, dad, boyfriend, and even friends have all heard some weird stuff. But there was one thing in particular that would terrify me the most. Almost every night when I lay in bed, I would feel this gut-dropping, hurt-pounding fear, and I thought I was just being ridiculous and afraid of the dark. But I could swear that I saw a young girl in my room, back in the shadows, or usually under my bed. She had black hair, pale skin, and big wide black eyes. I would be almost hyperventilating under my covers, peeking out at her through my tiny breathing hole. I would lay there paralyzed in fear until I either eventually made a mad dash to my mom's bedroom or inevitably fell asleep in my own bed. I couldn't work out if she was actually there or if it was just me being already afraid to our creepy house and imagining things. I thought this because nobody else ever saw her but me. The years went by and this nightly episodes continued. I felt like I was being terrorized by this girl but all she ever did was stare at me. My bed was right next to a mirrored cupboard so I could see her laying under there, literally inches away from me. It still makes my skin crawl thinking about that. Anyway, it somehow got even worse as time went by. I swear that she always seems to be the same age as me. When I was small, so was she. When I was 12 and a bit taller, so was she. I got more and more scared of her realizing this. And when I was about 15, I basically never slept alone at my mom's anymore. I was always visiting my dad, staying with friends, or having them over. I eventually forgot about the creepy girl and decided that she mustn't be real. After all, there were other ghosts here that other people saw, but nobody ever mentioned her. I also did have a very bad fear of the dark as a kid, so that must be it, right? I even started sleeping alone in my room after a while. That creepy feeling always remained, but mom's house always felt that way. Now fast forward to now, it's my early 20s, life is good. I live in my own place that's not hunted, but unfortunately, it doesn't end here. My mom called me in the morning, as she usually does, to say hi, but she sounded a bit off. She said, you're going to want to hear this. Something happened to Steve, her boyfriend, last night. To cut the long story short. Steve isn't a ghost believer. He has always tried to ignore the very obvious sounds at night. I think if he would have creeped out as well, something very serious must have happened. Well, this night, Mom and him were watching TV on the couch when the footsteps were much louder than ever before. Steve tried to tell my mom that someone was upstairs in her house and she laughed saying, no it's just the ghosts I've been telling you, they're real. Steve went a bit quiet then, probably trying to rationalize with himself that ghosts aren't real. Not long later, mom went to bed but Steve stayed up to watch more TV. After a while, the noises were too much for him, so he switched the lights off to go upstairs to bed. This is when shit got real. From the shadows of the now dark living room, Steve saw a shape begin to approach him. He climbed the stairs, going faster and faster as the figure gained on him. It was a girl. He could see her clearly now. She followed a few meters behind him all the way to mom's bedroom. He was now basically running and he shut the door behind him. He was trying to escape to mom's bed like I had done many times as a kid. After Steve made it to the bed, the door cracked open and the little girl got her goddamn head in through the gap looking straight at him for a long time before slowly leaving and closing the door again. I asked my mom, and at that point, all my hair is now standing on end. How old was she? Mom said, Steve said, she looked to be in her early 20s. My stomach dropped, and tears prickled my eyes. So she's real? I whispered back. There was something very sinister feeling about this ghost. I think that's why I'm so creeped out and upset that it seems she was real. The other ghosts at the house are still creepy but no evil feeling. Nobody was like her. Now brace yourselves for a final story of the night. It is a story that will challenge even the staunchest skeptics among us. Imagine moving into a new home, a place of comfort, only to find it's already occupied. I've never been the one to believe in the paranormal ghosts or life after death. But I never downplayed or ridiculed any of those. Just wasn't the way I believed. Until a little over a year ago when we moved into our new house. I never seen or heard anything, not like the rest of the family, until about two months ago. They say it's been happening since day one. First, it was my youngest daughter, she swore she could hear someone walking around the house and up in the attic at night she would come to us freaking out saying a door just opened or closed right in front of her i always trying to rationalize and explained it as a draft and that the sounds was just the house adjusting to the temperature changes and she would be even upset that we didn't believe her I even searched the entire house for her. Then my oldest daughter came to live with us with her two kids, a toddler and an infant. One night she comes into the living room and tells me, Okay, I've been hearing stuff and thought some of my stuff has been moved, but I just blew it off. Now I know it wasn't me, it was real, so I asked her why. And she shows me a video of a lead bulb in her bathroom, a high dollar one at that, and this thing is just billowing smoke out of it, so that was a red flag. She said it was still smoking when she left the room, but she told me to touch it. So I went in there and sure enough the bulb had a little smoke coming out of it, just not as much as the video. So I looked her, then looked at the bulb again, put one knee on the counter, and reached up and touched the bulb. Its eyes fucking cold like it has just come out of the freezer. I didn't know what to say, and still don't. That weekend she had a close friend come to stay over for the weekend. I don't recall what time it was. But both daughters and the friend came barking into a room with the babies. Friend's room is connected to another bedroom that's empty. They said that they were all on the bed watching movie with the lights off. And the bathroom door opened out of nowhere. And the light in the other bedroom comes on. A few seconds go by and it goes off. And they just thought it was me then on again and off on and off on off until they was turning on and off very quickly now i know that light never gets turned on because no one has a reason to be there but when i got out of bed to go check it sure enough the lights were on i'm kind of raising an eyebrow now a couple of weeks later she sends me a text saying, "haha ha, dad, very funny. So I'm like, for what? We both love peanut M&M's, and she has a jar on her dresser. I'll sneak in from time to time and steal a handful. She said, what you did with my M&M's? I said, nothing, we aren't even at home. She was the only one there. A couple of minutes later, She sends me a picture of the jar sitting on the floor on the other side of the bedroom. She had her kids, and they were sitting in the car when we got home. And she was visibly shaken. After this is when I start to see things. First I walk in the house through the garage doors, and as I'm walking into the kitchen, I glance to my right at the double doors to the office study and they were closed, which is weird because they never are. Got me some water and head back to the garage, and in the corner of my eye, I see something. The doors are now open. Brought this to the wife's attention, and she said probably seeing things. Not long after, I'm in the kitchen and cooking. My daughter comes in leans on the bar to ask me a question, so I start over explaining the answer like always, and I'm just rumbling away. And when I turn to look at her, my wife and both of my girls are standing there looking at me like I'm nuts. All three were in the living room watching a movie. My daughter said she never even got up, let alone ask me anything. But I swear to my dying day, she was standing there. Since, we all have heard several times someone calling our name inside of the house. Small things have been moved, weird sounds, and even the grandkids' toys will end up in either the dining room or the living room from their toy room. The grandkids will be in the living room with us And we all notice that they're both staring into the kitchen towards the dining room almost like they're in a trace, but it's no question that they're staring at something that we cannot see. And I'm wondering, are we really alone in this house? As our night draws to a close, don't forget. These stories are just a glimpse into the vast unknown that surrounds us. If you're left feeling a chill down your spine, then join us again next week for more. Until then, visit creepybonfire.com for your daily dose of horror and mystery.